Hello and welcome to the UFO Thinker Podcast. My name's Frank and let's get cracking. So basically today is going to be uh, another bonus type of episode, actually following on from the one that I put out a little while ago. Um, So in the previous bonus episode that I did, it was a bit of a kind of message to the listeners and kind of went into a few things about recommending, you know, people to get on UFO Twitter if you're not already on there and... um, yeah, I just thought I'd delve into that a little bit further because, you know, for me, I mean, I guess you could say kind of come from outside of the UFO community, really. If you compare my path, my journey to other people, some people have been really deep into the world of UFOs and, and in the you know the community, for want of a better way of putting it, um, for 10 years, you know, and, and I've basically been deep in this now for about a year and kind of on the periphery for a couple of years before that and I can't emphasize enough how important UFO Twitter has actually been to my journey of figuring out where I'm going with this and what's happening now I'm kind of like the type of person that when I get into something I get pretty deep into it pretty quick so I mean I've only been really involved over the last as I say probably year deeply but I, I get pretty obsessive about things and which helps you know in, in a lot of ways obviously I've mentioned in the past about that I'm into music and if you want to get really good at playing an instrument the best way to do that is to really you know dive in and, and get stuck in and become obsessed because that's how you get really good at something um, and not to say that I'm, I think I'm really good at podcasting I'm far from it I'm, I'm doing all right <laughs> but it's a it's a learning curve and um yeah, the whole thing is has been a, a pretty steep learning curve, really. But obviously, you know, it's been going pretty well. I really enjoy doing it. And um, but the the point is that I've probably been in deeply involved for, like I say, a year. Kind of got more significantly deeply involved over the last six months. But even though that's a relatively short amount of time, because I have dived in head first and really been pretty obsessed. You know, watching hours and hours of podcasts and documentaries and things like that every day and even got back into reading physical books as well which is not something I've done for many many years but there's just a couple of really really good books that sort of came out recently and delved back in you know got back into reading I never thought that would have happened as a result of looking into UFOs but it did but anyway my point is one of the ways that that really kind of helped to 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 give me access to really good information about ufos is ufo twitter you know and it's it's something that for me was really significant because i hadn't really had a foot in the door with this topic to find the best information and I'd, over the years i'd kind of dipped my toe in the water here and there like i suspect probably a lot of people do and you know you, you have a quick search on, on youtube or whatever and some 
kind of sensationalist, really lame documentary comes up and it's one of them that's like, could it be that the queen is a lizard and she has been inviting the aliens from the moon? You know, all that type of stuff. And you get like 10 minutes in and they drop some comment like that and you go, oh my God, what am I watching? And then you go off it and then next time the thought crosses your mind to have a look into something to do with UFOs, (laughs) you think back to the, uh, you know, the daft documentary that you watched and it puts you off from digging in further further but you see with ufo twitter it's the absolute opposite of that you know you you really find some fantastic sources of information people who you come to respect their viewpoint so when they get excited about something um, coming up in the world of ufos a new news story or a new video clip that's come out you think okay you know this guy you know he's very credible and you know everything that he said in the past stacks up so that leads me to think man maybe i should you know take this a bit more seriously and it's just a great way of 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 getting you know really good sources of information and obviously the more people you follow that like that the better your timeline gets you know i mean i think i follow about 150 people now or something but i've carefully chose who to follow so that the people who i do follow generally are people who you know have a good viewpoint and something that whenever they do drop some comments on a particular news story that's come up you know it's interesting to see what they have to say and i follow people which i think is important as well i follow some skeptics on on uh, on twitter um, you know, there's a couple of quite good, well-informed skeptics, and there's obviously a lot of dodgy skeptics as well. You know, I think I actually unfollowed Mick West at one point because I do think that Mick West's approach kind of borders on trolling. Really, you know, he, he seems to take um, take things to a level that I don't really kind of want to see very often. And obviously, you can dip back in, and I've not blocked him or anything, you know, but I don't really want to see his tweets popping up on my timeline all the time. But I do go and check out his, his feed now and again. To, whenever something comes up, I'll see what Mick West's saying just to be informed. But anyway, I do follow a few uh, skeptics on Twitter. I follow a few people who are kind of in the middle. I follow some people coming from the consciousness angle who think that everything's to do with consciousness. And I follow people that are to do with the nuts and bolts side of things and pretty much everyone in between. So the beauty of that is you're tailoring your timeline to get a balanced viewpoint and i think that's so important especially the 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 world we live in today with everything being so polarized you know they talk about your social media can become an echo chamber and all that you know you've got to be mindful of that and if you only follow people on twitter who talk about consciousness all the time and dismiss the the nuts and bolts side you get you're not getting a balanced view there are you anyway so the point is i think if you use ufo twitter you know if you use twitter and you're actively in that community of ufo information you can learn a lot and you can really discover a lot of fantastic voices within the ufo world to inform yourself better Um, and obviously that leads on to then you discover podcasts and people who make documentaries and um, as i say you know i know there are some people who who are listening to this going come on dude we already know about this you have been on ufo twitter for years fair enough but you never know there may be somebody that that i have stumbled across that that you haven't for some reason you might just not have found a particular podcast or a particular researcher and you know you might find out one that you didn't know about before or more to the point 
there will definitely be people who listen to this who don't know about UFO Twitter, you know, are interested in UFOs. Perhaps they just stumbled across my podcast on Spotify and they could really benefit from jumping on UFO Twitter to find out more about, you know, the topic and find new voices to, to add to their, you know, their timeline that they get um, fed to them by the algorithm, you know. And as I say, for me, that was the case. You know, I'd been listening to podcasts for a couple of years and, you know, occasionally I found podcasts to be a really, really useful source of information. Um, but I listened to those for a long time before I even got involved with the Twitter side of it. So anyway, what I'm going to try and do to, to actually get into the, the meat of it is I'm actually going to recommend some of the best podcasts that I found and then some of the best researchers that I found and some of the best news outlets as well that I've found. And I found most of these through UFO Twitter, really. Uh, a couple of them uh, I've just ended up popping up on my Spotify or my YouTube as a recommended. You know, sometimes the algorithm is your friend, you know. Um, but the thing is with this, this is definitely not like all of the things that I listen to. I listen to some others that are probably not going to put on this list. Um, but I, I just think these are these are great, some great podcasts, some great researchers, and um, some great um, news sources as well to check out if you're interested in the world of UFOs. Uh, and these are the ones that I tend to listen to. So let's dive into that. So first of all, um, podcasts then. Obviously, I'm a podcaster. <laughs> You're listening to me right now um, on a podcast, and I'm about to recommend other podcasts to you, which might seem a bit strange to some listeners. But listen, you know, I mean, I'm involved in this to get to the truth of of the topic and find out what's actually going on with this mystery about UFOs. And if I can help you to be able to get to the bottom of that mystery as well, and if that includes recommending other podcasts to you. I'm going to do it. I don't care. It's never really been about, I'm not trying to be famous and have the biggest podcast in the world. If I was going to do that, I probably, <laughs> I probably would have chosen a topic that's not a really niche topic that a lot of people ridicule. You know what I mean? So my thing is just, I'm interested in learning as much as I can. And I really am a podcast addict. You know, I have to drive to work and um, you know, I've always got a podcast on whenever I'm out and about, you know, when I'm when I'm sat doing anything, even when I'm in the shower, I have my phone on the side with a podcast playing, just because every minute that I've got spare, I want to learn more. And these podcasts I'm about to go into, I think will help you to do that if you're a similar situation to me. So first one, and this one is, is one that pretty much goes without saying, but it's worth recommending just in case there was anybody that wasn't familiar with it. And that is that ufo podcast which ufo podcast that ufo podcast <laughs> so um obviously the name of the podcast is that ufo podcast fantastic podcast everybody really uh, i think probably has already heard uh, of this podcast but uh, andy uh, who runs that ufo podcast is a, a brilliant host and and actually was one of the main inspirations for me starting my own podcast as well um I used to listen to that UFO podcast um, when I was walking around in the woods near my house uh, with my daughter um, during the pandemic and the lockdowns and everything. And it really kind of helped me to, um, to, to pass the time during the lockdowns and everything and keep me sane throughout the whole thing. And um, it became just, you know, a favorite listen. Andy's a really sort of down to earth guy and, um, you know, 
always respect his viewpoint on whatever current topics come up and then on top of that you've got dan this the signal dan uh who is um kind of like the co-host who's it just they both just bring the perfect balance to the to the conversations uh, dan's very kind of like an encyclopedia about cases and knows all of the facts and figures and very scientifically minded and uh, and andy's a great host andy's interviews are some of the best that you can listen to he always seems to get something different out of his guests so that ufo podcast is definitely uh, worth a listen and as I say, um, nothing but respect for Andy. Uh, Andy was actually the first guest on my podcast. So, um, and I hadn't really even thought about guests, to be honest with you. I started the podcast and Andy actually messaged me and said, I'd love to be your first you know, guest on the podcast. And that, that started me off with guests, really. And uh, after that, I had Graham Rendell and um, James Iandoli and a few other people on the podcast. And there's going to be more guests coming up as well. So... As I say, that's a, you know, it's an essential listen, really, that UFO podcast. And um, the next one uh, on my list of recommended podcasts is the Point of Convergence podcast with Exo Academian. So a fantastic uh, podcast. It's an educational podcast, really. Um, I think every podcaster has their own approach and their own way of of dealing with this topic. Um, and Exo Academium, it doesn't really tend to do like breaking news type of podcasts. Or I think he's done one or two interviews, but the main basis of what he does is kind of educational, um, you know, half hour, forty minutes, kind of fairly short segments on really significant must know. Um, you know areas within the the ufo topic so he does like deep dives into certain characters like he's done a john mack episode and dorothy Isaac was a really good one um and yeah it's just a a great way to get an overview about some really significant characters within the ufo world and it's always very well researched the tone is 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 great um i can't recommend that one enough if you if you're trying to kind of you know get a real good handle on who the main people are you should be reading books by or you know which cases you need to be looking into that's a fantastic one to to check out um so yeah that's the point of convergence podcast with the exo academian and another one as well to to add in next up is somewhere in the skies with ryan sprague so again was one of the first podcasts that i started listening to and i i appeared on there as a as a listener uh, as one of the listener questions episodes that those guys do and, and ryan sprague he puts together a, a great podcast very varied it tends to have like some episodes focus on like individual cases some episodes have got interviews he does like experiencer ones where people actually add their own experiences in and play, he plays audio clips of people's actual experiences so again that's a fantastic podcast to listen to quite a varied one so it's not like a niche one like um the point of convergence but it's it's got all different kinds of shows on there definitely worth uh, worth a listen and worth you supporting that one Next up, we've got Engaging the Phenomenon. And this is a really fascinating one for me because um, it's, it's all mostly about the, um, 
the consciousness and CE5 element of the the UFO phenomenon. The, James Iandoli is is the uh, the host of uh, Engaging a Phenomenon, and uh, the, he has a YouTube channel, and also the the, po- the, the uh, podcast goes up on Spotify as well. And uh, it's quite a, a broad area. There's a lot of different things discussed on there. He's done some episodes um, interviewing people like Rich Dolan uh, and um, quite a few people uh, within the CE5 world. The uh, you know the the Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind is basically just in case anybody's not aware, and that basically consists of um, you being able to essentially communicate directly with extraterrestrial intelligences through meditation you know that's kind of a very very brief overview of it but it's a fascinating area that i've looked into a bit tried out myself a little bit with kind of mixed results but um james iandoli again another guy who was actually on my podcast as one of the early guests on on the show and great guy really really um interesting conversations that he has on there and um definitely worth having a listen uh, next one is um, Theories of Everything with Kurt Jaimungle. So again, um, relatively uh, new to the UFO world, I think it's fair to say. Um, Kurt is a really intelligent guy, very, very well thought out, and you can tell he really puts a lot into his interviews. They tend to be really long. So like if you, you're looking for a deep dive, he's recently done a Ross Coltart interview. And that was about three hours long, I think. So, um, and they they really get into detail with with Kurt Jaimungle. Any guests that he has on, they tend to be a really really deep dive. And um, he's had a lot of people now over the course of the last few months. He's had a, a quite a good range of people from the UFO world. Everybody from Travis Walton, you know, who was allegedly you know abducted by. Um, you know extraterrestrials went into a craft and there's another sort of like two two and a half hour show with him on there and say ross coltart and um he's interviewed quite a few other prominent people as well some real big names so definitely worth um a look and i find it really interesting because kurt the host of the podcast is relatively new to the ufo world and but he's clearly a very intelligent guy and it's interesting for me to sort of see how he with his very rational and kind of scientific mind how he actually approaches some of these characters that i may have seen on other podcasts and you know how his viewpoint is evolving um having come kind of from the outside it's a it's an interesting one i think he's probably in a quite a similar situation to me you know he's, he's relatively new to the topic but he's really digging into it so it's interesting to see it from that point of view for me personally anyway next one is uh, project unity so this is the last one of me my list of podcasts to recommend so jay from project unity again very very intelligent guy really deep into the topic so this is a guy who seems to have been looking into this for quite some time now i think it's at least a couple of years that jay's been quite heavily involved and he's he's done some some really in-depth analysis of the uh, wilson davis uh, documents that was kind of uh, one of the the my favorite episodes uh, that that jay's done and actually 
Jay's done a couple of other interviews on other people's channels as well. Like he was on with the uh, the Black Vault, John Greenwald from the Black Vault, uh, and they did a really long. Um, I think that was about three hours as well. You know, a real deep dive into the Wilson Davis um, documents. So. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely worth checking out the Project Unity um, podcast, which is recently available on Spotify. And again, Jay's had some great interviews. So he's had uh, Leslie Keane on there. He's had uh, Ross Coltart on there. Um, and just a, an endless list of other people who are really interesting. Robert Salas was a good one as well. Um, I found that one quite interesting. I think that's a fairly recent one. Um, so Robert Salas is the guy who, who was um, a nuclear missile operator and he actually was present for um one of the cases where the ufo was sighted above the base where he was stationed and and shortly after the ufo was sighted the all of the missiles went offline and um it's a really fascinating case and he goes into quite a lot of detail on the uh, jay's uh, interview so project unity again definitely worth uh, a look now it's worth mentioning that all of those podcasts that i've just recommended there I don't necessarily agree with everything that they say as well. So there's been a few episodes perhaps of each one of those that I've I've kind of I've thought, well, I don't really put a lot of stock into that or you know, you don't have to agree with everything that somebody says. But I think on balance all of those are very very interesting. But I think again really really important to remain critical. Uh, critical minded you know i've used proper critical thinking and just because you're a big fan of somebody's approach or somebody's podcast it shouldn't necessarily mean that you have to agree with everything that they say um and i'm kind of still trying to find a balance with this for myself personally because as you know i've, I've kind of you know, always had this thing of I don't want to throw insults around on social media. Even when somebody gets insulting with me over a, a discussion or a debate or something, I want to remain civil, and I think that's the way to do it. You know, partly because I just can't be bothered getting into dramas and you know, slanging matches and things like that. It's just I could do without that that nonsense in my life. You know, and um, so even if I do disagree with somebody, it's just a lot more enjoyable to, to to live a life where you're not constantly throwing insults around at, at people and having insults thrown back at yourself um but i'm still trying to find this balance of how to go about respectfully disagreeing with people because if you really genuinely think that somebody's saying something which is total nonsense how do you go about stressing that without being insulting even if you insinuate that it's nonsensical what somebody's just said it's kind of insulting, isn't it? So it's a tough one. I'm not saying that any of those podcasts I've just recommended spout nonsense, obviously, because I wouldn't be listening to them if they did. But there might be an occasional point that they say that I completely disagree with. And as I say, it's a, it's a tough line to walk sometimes, how to, to disagree with somebody's idea without attacking the individual. I must admit, personally, I kind of started off trying not to mention people's names like one of the main ones was with that was the anjali thing so i said i did an episode actually at one stage which was like um don't want to mention the name but there's a person who's saying this and saying this and and you know kind of criticized some of the the, the things that were being put forward but remained open to it and things at the same time but the problem is with that is that i think you leave it open to interpretation and somebody could interpret what you're saying about somebody else and think that it's about them or think that it's about a third party. 
So the lesson I've learned from that is you have to be a bit more direct if you're referring to somebody as who has said something that you don't agree with, but there's nothing wrong with that as long as you don't get insulting. So I think going forward, I'm, I'm going to try to be as clear as I can if I disagree with something, but I'm not going to get insulting. You know, you can disagree with the idea that an individual is putting forward without actually slating the individual as a person, you know, that's key. And, um, Another one of those that kind of came up recently, which is probably worth quickly addressing before we get into the next thing as well, is um, I mentioned something about um, Super Chat and how I don't really like Super Chat pay to ask a question format. And this was actually uh, in relation to to a video that I'd seen. I don't, I don't even think it was a UFO video. It was just a, I'd seen somebody having a... a uh, like a some an interview uh, with with somebody on YouTube, and uh, it was one of those where people were donating like fifty dollars, and it was pinging up, and the host was going like, "Oh my god, thank you so much, that's amazing," and and then obviously the whole course of the interview would be disrupted by that big donation that had just come in, and the host was you know all excited about it, and the person who was being interviewed was a little bit. Um, you know, it kind of got a bit embarrassing, a bit cringy, and I was I was merely just explaining that. Look, I don't like that format, you know, which is personal opinion, isn't it? But then it was somebody else was at, it was actually uh, Lewis from um, uh, the Unidentified Celebrity Review thought that I was talking about him because they were doing the big phone home too at the time. Um, and it wasn't anything to do with him. I, at that point, I hadn't seen the um, the unidentified celebrity review um, streams that they were doing because I was working that weekend and I was waiting to catch up with it um, when I was off work. So that was one of those situations where it was just a misunderstanding. Um, and, you know, it got mixed up because I wasn't clear about who I was referring to. So it was nothing to do with those guys. And I can't move on from the podcast thing without talking about the Unidentified Celebrity Review because those guys put together some fantastic shows um, and they have also um, done the Big big Phone Home and the Big Phone Home 2, which is kind of bringing a lot of people together and... um, really trying to push the subject forward with some actual activism you know encouraging people to reach out to their elected representatives you know in the united states but you can do the same sort of thing in the uk as well and um yeah nothing but respect for those guys obviously the situation that came up there was a misunderstanding and i reached out behind the scenes to those guys made sure that they knew that i wasn't talking about them they were totally cool and you know everybody um like I said, we cleared up the misunderstandings behind the scenes and uh, everything was totally fine, you know, and um, yeah, all good. But as I say, it kind of made me think if you're going to if you're gonna actually mention something, you have to be more specific. You can't just throw out stuff. So yeah, to avoid any kind of misunderstandings in the future, um, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to try and find a balance of being respectful, but at the same time, um, you know, making sure that it's clear who I'm actually talking about, which is a tough balance as a, as a podcaster to, to, to get that. But, you know, it's got it. That's the way it's got to be really. But yeah, just to, um, to clarify on, on that point as well, I think 
the the reason I personally don't like the super chat format of asking questions is there's been a few podcasts I've listened to over the years that have been real life changing moments, you know, and some of that is outside of the UFO topic and. When I'm watching, say, for example, Joe Rogan, um, I used to be quite a hardcore Joe Rogan listener, to be honest, but not so much recently. I mean, nothing against Joe Rogan. He just has a lot of guests on that I'm not very interested by at this moment in time. I just Every time he, he has a new podcast come out, I just wish it was a UFO person, you know? Where's the Lou Elizondo interview, dude? Like, you know, but, um, but yeah, the, my point is, is that there's been a few like real moments of kind of like somebody the guest is is deep into a story it's a really tense moment and you know it's that you can feel the tension in the air and this, this story is being told by the guest and at that moment if joe rogan was like whoa 50 dollars super chat donation thank you sir you know what, what's your question and the question's like so what's your favorite football team you know it it just ruins that tension and that moment of being really locked in with whatever the guest is talking about and again some people like that some people like the interaction side of it but me personally I really don't like it um and as I say it, it wasn't about you know the person that I was talking about earlier it was just a general conversation and actually what what it's more based on really for me personally is, is twitch so Twitch as a streaming platform um, is, again, people may or may not be aware of it, but basically people live stream themselves playing computer games or in some cases doing music and things as well, which is kind of partly what I've uh, seen in the past. And again, the whole concept of it is, you know, that somebody will be playing a song, for example, on guitar and people are donating money and asking questions in the chat. And I just don't like that interactive element. I would prefer to just sit, shut up and watch what's going on and be a part of it that way. But as I say, it's obvious that most people don't look at it that way because that's why Twitch is so popular. But me personally... I don't like the interaction side of things, whether it be music, whether it be you know computer games, or whether it be um, you know an interview, and especially when it's about a really important subject like like UFOs. I, I'm very passionate about thinking that it's an extremely important um, topic. When you're hearing an interview, especially when it's somebody like say Lou Elizondo or something, the last thing I want is for that to be broken up by people's you know. Um, contributions and, and questions in that moment some of which may be great questions some of which might not be so great questions and I, I, I prefer that locked in everybody's in the zone and, and really listening to what that person has to say with as, as few um, distractions as possible and and for the record as i say um the unidentified celebrity review guys i think they actually handle the super chat thing really well and um, they managed to get that balance great of when people donate to ask questions and uh, i think they, they get the balance just right they, they don't let that question die, you know immediately um disrupt um what's going on and they, they save it until the kind of the, the intense moment is passed and then when when there's a bit of a lull in the conversation then they go back to the question which i think is the perfect way to do it so as i say i'm not saying there's any problem with people donating because at the end of the day i think there's some 
some great people out there doing some great work and they deserve to be compensated and in fact i personally actually pay people on patreon um some of my favorite uh people in the ufo world i pay every month they get a donation from me through patreon so i don't think people shouldn't be compensated for the work i don't think there's anything wrong with earning money if you're doing good work because you know these people now who are on the small scale could be you know the professional ufo researchers of the future you know i would hope and if we all kind of give a couple of pounds a month on patreon or whatever you know donations here and there that's all helping towards being able to get the next generation of ufo researchers set up which i think is really important um, and as i say i'm not i've got no problem with people earning money from from the work especially if they do art, art and things like that like there's a lot of people in the community that that do artwork based on ufos and sell the artwork good on you fair enough keep it going as i say my only concern is the disruption of that moment that when you're locked in with a guest a story's being told nothing should detract from that and uh, yeah that's that's where my kind of thinking on it comes in from again i didn't really go into this at the time too much on twitter because i didn't want to detract from what was going on uh, with the big phone home too which is a fantastic cause and the last thing is for any negativity to creep into that so didn't go into it but i just thought and and also you know twitter's not the place to be able to explain something with any nuance is it um so i thought i'd just go into that and if i ever do anything on youtube i i, I won't have those um super chat donations or at least at this point in time that's what i think i, will, I won't do it i'll just uh I'll, I'll try and maintain the the flow of the conversation or at least if i do some kind of super chat i'll, I'll try and handle it in a way where it doesn't disrupt the chat so that that concludes all of the the podcast recommendations. Uh, as I say, you know, there's other podcasts as well. There may be one or two that I've missed that I do listen to as well. But those are my main ones, really. So um, that UFO podcast, um, Exo Academians Point of Convergence podcast, Somewhere in the Skies with Ryan Sprague, Engaging the Phenomenon, uh, Theories of Everything with Kurt Jaimungo, Project Unity, and of course the Unidentified Celebrity Review. So. Uh, researchers then it's getting on to some some researchers who, who i feel do excellent research and uh, are definitely worth you checking out as well so the first one is um richard dolan so a very experienced researcher has been one of the guys who has been quite um in favor of the uh, wilson davis memo as being a legit document and um, but other than that just a, a great very thorough in-depth researcher who's definitely worth checking out he's got a number of good books on the topic as well and then there's also on top of that you've got um the john greenwald with the the black vault so john greenwald is a very um how do you put this without <laughs> sounding derogatory he's very critical he's got a very critical mind which i really appreciate and funnily enough uh, john greenwald's uh, actually been one of the people who really strongly asserts that the wilson davis memo is not a legit document he thinks it's a fake or it was possibly a movie script and is not a legit document which is an interesting viewpoint to get because as i say you can't have all of the people who are um you know 
you can't have everybody sort of making the same point. You've got to have various different sides of the argument being presented. And John Greenwald is is probably best known for the the fire request thing. So he's the the king of fire. You know, I've heard people calling him, and he basically is the guy who is constantly submitting fire requests to the government to try and dig up any information through declassified documents to find out more about significant cases and you know get some headway on some new cases so john greenwald's the black vault definitely worth looking into and i think john greenwald actually does a podcast as well and um, a lot of his shows were on youtube so some of this this is going to cross over a little bit really because how do you define a researcher versus a podcaster and so on some of the researchers actually have podcasts it gets a bit of a gray area but anyway I'm mentioning it because there may be people listening to this who've never come across John Greenwald. And if only a few people who are listening to this end up going on and finding some new and interesting information or seeing a a different side to a a debate that's been had about the Wilson Davis memo or about another topic, it's, it's, you know, it's worth checking out. And for me personally, the the slightly more scientific and sceptical approach of people like John Greenwald you know who has to i think i think it's fair to say he has to be extremely convinced that something's legit and the way that he gets convinced like that is seeing direct evidence and documents and things i think we need those people in the conversation because if you if you see john greenwald um you know being 100% convinced by something you know there's there's something to it because he wouldn't just be convinced by anything and I think those people are important to have. That's why I respect his viewpoint very highly, and I think it's worth, um, you know, worth following his his journey, and you know, taking his viewpoint as a as a as a counter to some of the other viewpoints that are around, and then seeing where you think you fit in that. So another one then is uh, Joe Mergier, the UFO Joe on Twitter. And Joe Merger's got a fantastic blog. I think it's fair to say one of the things he specialises in is um, transcribing interviews and then posting them on his blog so that there's always a, a kind of a, a written version of that interview available. And in some cases, it's been absolutely invaluable because he also does a lot of Twitter threads. And um, the thing about that is you don't always have the time to sit through uh, an hour long interview with somebody. There's so many of those interviews that goes out and and sometimes you just want a quick summary to find out what the key points were. And Joe Mergier's Twitter or his blog is a fantastic way of doing that. So I can't recommend um, Joe Mergier's blog enough. It's great. And in in actual fact, there was um, a kind of a, a lost Eric Davis interview um, that was on Stephen Greenstreet's, uh, uh, I think it was on his YouTube channel, or it may have been on the New York Post YouTube channel. But anyway, um, Stephen Greenstreet did a, a quite important interview with Eric Davis, and then that interview actually got took down off YouTube, so it was basically just gone. Um, but I think now actually people have been posting clips and things of it um, they've managed to find it and, and repost it but there was a period of time where it wasn't available and I wanted to quote that interview um, and luckily for me Joe Mergier had actually re- uh, transcribed the entire interview on his blog so this is a guy who does great work he's very very in-depth as well when it comes to looking at certain cases and, and you can tell it's one of, he's one of those guys who just like 
every waking moment of his life is dedicated to to looking into this topic or it certainly seems that way um you know through through look, watching his twitter and things like that so um definitely recommend um joe mergia's blog and his twitter it's the ufo joe on uh, twitter so uh, and then uh, we've also got graham rendell so graham rendell's one of our uk guys and uh, again, I've had Graham Rendell on the blog, uh, on the uh, on the podcast, sorry, and um, just a, a a very encyclopedic knowledge of of all things to do with UFOs and um, a massive amount of knowledge about aviation and the history of the world wars as well, um, which is just um, great to see. And he, Graham's recently released a book, which I've gone on and on about on the podcast in the past but um uh, just once more for anyone who missed it so uh ufos before roswell by graham rendell and it's all about um what what it says on the tin really sightings of ufos before roswell which particularly were sighted over europe during uh, the world uh, during the world war Two. And uh, it's a really interesting book, very, very thorough and um, really worth checking out if anybody's interested in those kind of historic uh, UFO sightings. Um, but Graham Rendell's actually a member of U- UAP Media UK, which is definitely one of the most kind of um, the leading sort of platforms for UFO research in the UK. Very, very balanced, logical and scientific viewpoint from Graham and from everybody really at UAP Media UK. So I definitely recommend uh, you go and checking that out. And then we've also uh, got some news outlets to get into, which leads me nicely onto what I was just talking about. So first one, UAP Media UK. I can't recommend them enough, especially if you're from the UK, because it's great to have uh, a UK-based media platform like that to actually... um, you know, give give a bit of a push from the UK side of things. There's obviously a lot going on in America, and a lot of the podcasts and things that I've been talking about are from America. Some some of them are not are not, but um, I think it's safe to say America kind of leads the conversation in this topic. Um, but it's great to see UAP Media UK um, out and about doing things, doing good work, and they put out some fantastic articles, and they also um, are available for. Uh, kind of like consulting for media or other media outlets like newspapers in the UK and things like that. Um, UAP media are very much kind of putting themselves out there. If, if any of these reporters from other news outlets want to get in touch to get the facts straight about a certain case or to get more information, UAP media UK uh, are available for you to, to get in touch with. So definitely worth checking them out. So other ones are the debrief which is um, a US-based, uh, kind of like a US-based version of UAP Media UK, really. Although the debrief actually have articles on there about things that are not related to UAPs and UFOs uh, as well. So a lot of scientific developments and things like that. Um, so definitely worth checking those guys out. It's a, a fantastic website. And they they're very recently, actually over the last week or so, just published an article from Ralph Blumenthal uh, about um, experiences um, so that was a huge kind of bombshell article and I definitely recommend uh, checking out the debrief they've got some very interesting uh, bits and bobs there 
and another one is probably a fairly obvious one but mystery wire george knapp's um, mystery wire which again tends to focus a lot on uh, ufos uaps some paranormal type of things on there as well but obviously george knapp is a, a very highly respected and experienced researcher who's been looking into uh, ufos for a long long time you know was the original guy really to break the Bob Lazar story uh, way way back in the day um, and I've got a lot of respect for George Knapp so always worth checking out some uh, some of the newest releases on Mystery Wire and then moving on from that then last but not least Shadows of Your Mind magazine so uh, this is another UK based one and it's a, a fantastic publication it's actually free uh, to download as well but I think you can donate as if you if you desire or you have the uh, the option to do so and and shadows of your mind is all about um you know unexplained paranormal things a lot of ufo and uap related articles in there and um always worth checking out as well so as i say i hope um there may be some people who've listened to this who you already knew about a lot of that stuff but as i said earlier on there may be people who are, uh, have heard of most of that but there's one or two that you just never come across for some reason the algorithm just didn't spit that one out in front of you so it's it's always worth mentioning because as i say you know to me all of these different uh, things that i've just mentioned have, have really played a big part in in informing me about this topic over the last um you know a couple of years uh, last year in particular and as i say if i can kind of help others to sort of go on that path as well and find out more information and become better informed and um, then all the better so i'm going to leave it there on this one for now guys uh, like i say a bit of a bonus one there a bit shorter than the the longer episodes um but as i say i'm trying to keep these bonus episodes separate so that i don't ramble on and on about unrelated things too much when we're doing the main episodes so there we go hope you've enjoyed listening to this and if you've listened all the way to the end you are a hardcore listener of the podcast as i always say so thank you very much and um until next time take it easy stay curious and i'll catch you in the next episode UFO Podcast.